Hi, and welcome to Kids Yoga Matters with me, Maria Jones. In this podcast, we talk about all the reasons why kids yoga matters. So let's begin. We are here for Kids Yoga Matters with Avril from Mitzi Tits Yoga Fun. And we are talking today about teaching kids how to self-care through yoga. Hi, Avril. How are you today? Hello, Maria. I'm absolutely fine. Thank you very much. Thanks for inviting me on. It's lovely to be here. I love the fact that every time I invite somebody, nobody has actually said no. And there is always a block that comes. It's like, I'm a nobody. Why would they want to do this? But because it reaches quite a lot of people while we do this, and we know that people learn why we do this, I guess. So uh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for coming on board. Tell me a little bit about you, uh, your yoga background, and what brought you to this place where you teach kids yoga? Of course, Marie. Yes. Well, long story cut short, I've always... I'm 53 now, I was 53 in September, and all of my young life, I did every keep fit craze going, yes, I had the leg warmers, I did everything, um, and loved it, and I did all of that, including yoga, up until I had my first child, which is, I was 37 by then, I'd forgotten how old I was, and then suddenly realised I was 37, and I wanted children, so I better hurry up. Um, so I had my first daughter, but the problem was when I was pregnant, all of the relaxing in my body relaxed the muscles that apparently had been holding a congenital problem I'd had with my leg all my life. So my leg began to twist. By the time I had given birth to Scarlett, my left knee was looking directly at my right knee and saying hello. So my leg had totally twisted. And so I began falling over and had to go to the hospital and things. And I ended up, they diagnosed me with a twisted femur, which apparently I'd had since birth. But I hadn't known this. So I then had my second daughter, Coral, and... I had to go through numerous operations, which unfortunately took me out for about six to eight years. Um, I was in a wheelchair. I wasn't in a good way. Um, I was then told I'd walk with a limp for the rest of my life. And me being me said, oh, no, I will not. (laughs) So I went back to my beloved yoga. And within six months, I was walking without a limp. So how fabulous was that? By which time I knew that I was never going to go back to my day job, which was an IT manager. Being on call and everything, no, I wanted to spend time with my children. So I researched and researched and found teaching yoga to children. I love being with my children and I decided that that is what I wanted to do. Um, So I trained. I was a franchisee of Mickey Tick Yoga Fun and Fitness for five years. Um, won a number of awards as a franchisee and then the owner Michelle asked me would I like to buy the business and I said yes so I bought Mitchy Tiki the fun of fitness five years ago I can't believe the time has flown so much so hence that is where I am now amazing 
a very amazing transformational story. And it's usually the kind of story that people tell when they talk about yoga, whether it is a physical journey or a psychological journey or an emotional journey, uh, they find healing through yoga. And we know it. And because we know it, we want to make that digestible in a way to the children. What setting do you normally work in? Is it in schools or do you do teacher trainings? How do you make an impact in the lives of those you teach? In every which way we hope here at Michi Teach, we teach in nurseries, schools, any educational setting and uniformed groups like guides and scouts. And um, we're always being called along to those. Um, also in private one-to-ones sometimes. And I run parent with baby or parent with toddler sessions as well. So yes, we do the whole range. We cover from birth to age 12. Fantastic. And in your setting, uh, what is the undercurrent theme in your classes? Some, like an example, for me, it would be just to have a bit of fun with the kids. I want them to connect. I want them to be active. And I want them to maybe, if possible, because it's not always possible, to relax. For the baby toddlers and preschoolers, it's definitely fun. Fun, fun, fun all the way. The poses for them, so they can incorporate them and letting parents being able to have that fun with the child and do it at home, which is wonderful. And I think during lockdown, because I did some online as well, parents have actually extended their practice to do at home because I think they felt they were just coming along to a class once a week, but now they're actually doing it during the week too at home with the little ones, which is brilliant. However, the sessions in school, I think that's where you can see the real difference in how you can bring children on board, uh, really make them understand yoga. I always like to do it in a fun way first, as you say, it's very, very difficult sometimes to settle children down. So I sort of get them on board by doing fun things, fun games, using the yoga cards to create yoga flows, lots of fun things like that. But I think because a lot of children need reassurance now, the feelings, the frustration, sadness, um, I think it's important to reassure them of that fact. Um, They find it very, very difficult to relax. And sometimes I think they just haven't been shown how to, Maria, whether it be at home or, you know, the lives they lead are so fast, aren't they? The things they play are so fast. I just don't think they understand how... Um, to relax them to be you need to be taught they're in a calm really so that they can find their self-confidence and self-belief so are there any other issues you find that challenge the children or challenge you what are the challenges and issues you see in the schools these days i think because they live in a very electric world they expect everything to be just as fast I actually think some of them think they're actually living in these games um, a lot of children play the games on the electronic devices that are too old for them um, and I think that can become very challenging when you're in a class especially so all of the classes I teach are all 30 31 32 children you know, and if you throw some special educational needs in with that as well you know, all of the children are all vying for position. 
um, trying to find their voice. Yeah, and that can be very frustrating for some children and cannot be the right setting for some children. I get quite frustrated if teachers um, take somebody out of class, like they know, let them stay. You know, they may be running around in a circle, but at some point, it will take a couple of weeks. At some point, they will come and join in. You know, and I have great faith in that. I agree with you, and I have seen it. I have actually given up with lunchtime clubs because they were only half an hour. And without saying that there is no use in doing lunchtime clubs, it's because it takes time for them to come in, settle, do the yoga, and then they're looking at the clock because they have to go back to their lesson. So I found that the half an hour I was given for lunchtime clubs was almost pointless in a way because I was not seeing the benefits of yoga transpire down to the children. And when I tried to do the yoga way rather than games and things like that to settle them and to send them to their lesson centered I lost half the kids they basically thought that was boring it's a real balance Marie I find when I do after school clubs same thing they come in they're hyper from the day you're trying to get them settled down quite quickly but if you go down the route of, right, today we're going to just be doing a nice yoga flow, some calm work, it's, oh, aren't we playing a game today? Can't we play that one where we all do, you know, and that's what they become to expect. So it's very much give and take. Going back to the question, what yoga tools are most important to you when addressing those issues with the kids? You said yoga cards at some point, it could have been that, or what yoga tools uh, do you find most useful in your classes? Again, with the, with the smaller ones, I do use the yoga cards a lot. They've got our lovely little Mickey on, so they're very engaging, very colourful, I like to stick them all over the wall and sometimes let them choose which poses they're doing or I'll put them in a sequence of, you know, a, a story that we all love. So, you know, I'll use the, the yoga cards in the, the sequence of the story. Love all of that. Um, and nursery rhymes are great ones to get the ones to do yoga poses. Um, but I think when we talk about the older children, I like to really ensure that they do learn the poses, get them engaged fun with it but then begin to really delve a little deeper so how they're breathing so use breathing techniques as a tool um how they're actually what their posture is like all of those things I think I use a lot of what I call paper props because I will um hand out pieces of paper and pencils and ask just to see if they've taken a lot in you know um, if I was to say I have a sore back today, which pose would you tell me to do? So let them read, you know, if I've got a cold and I, you know, um, I don't want to take any tablets, what would I do? You know, and they tell me I should be doing inversions. It's my immune system. You know they've really taken that information in. Get them to draw the poses that we should be doing. Um, so, yes, I really, really involved them in class. And sometimes half class maybe yoga. Sometimes half class maybe them creating a yoga flow poses that they love. So lot, I use some things, you know, most weeks I, I use different tactics, shall we say, to involve them in yoga. It's the way to do it. So co-creation is part of your journey with the kids as well. And I love that. Uh, it's part of my journey because then they take ownership 
they're waiting their turn. There's so many benefits of involving them in the practices and they learn, they take it in, the most important part. In terms of our subject today, what do you think helps kids in terms of yoga in general? How do you teach them about self-care? We have all those tools and we have all those skills for ourselves, but can you give us some tips of what do you do to teach kids to self-care? Of course, because I think I think yoga in itself gives children some structure. I always start the class in the same way. I always end the class in the same way. The bit in the middle is the mystery of what we're going to do for that week. So there's always some structure there. They know what is coming. And I try to instill that in the fact that it's a part of their day. So, you know, their whole day is a structure. They get up in the morning, they go to sleep at night. What happens in the middle is the mystery of their day. And how that day unfolds is their responsibility. So that's how I like to put yoga across as well. Um, it gives them the structure, it gives them responsibility. It gives them sort of self-reliance. They have to rely on themselves. And I talk to children in this way, even young children, um, because it's nice for children to feel a responsibility and a self-reliance, really responsible on themselves. And I think it gives them individuality and creativity, um, especially if you ask children to create their own yoga flows, create their own yoga stories. And all of this is giving them responsibility once they've learned the poses, learn why they're doing them. It teaches them to look at themselves, look at what they're good at, because I talk about, you know, yoga is not, not competitive, it's for, for everybody. Don't look at what he's doing over the other side of the room, because you're really good at that pose, not the one that he's doing. So really to look at what they love within yoga um, and use that themselves, learn how it makes their own body and mind feel. Um because they're best place to look after it, aren't they? Yes, they are. And we are. And that's what self-care is about. Our body knows, our mind knows what we need. We just have to stop and listen. That's the opportunity we get with yoga. We stop and listen. I think it's good for, um, for children to understand that um, there's two ways of sitting and listening that I teach for children. One is to sit quietly and listen to everything going around on it around them and that is especially good you know you're in a school and there's always doors banging feet running so to teach them to sit still when there's lots of noise I tell them that is them being aware of other people and then I try to teach them to sit still and only think about themselves and um, so that's being a little bit selfish and I say both are perfectly fine. And I teach them to be selfish by, I call your ears like your buttons. You can close your ears, can't you? So I say, press your buttons, close your ears. And you can't hear anything. And that is you sitting and being selfish, just thinking and listening to yourself. So they are two things I teach children. To listen to everything. Be engaged with other people, but also to sit and listen to yourself. That's so useful. Amazing. I hope somebody finds that useful too. What would you like um, to share with others here in this uh, podcast? The one tip that it is so 
important about self-care for the children? One thing, I don't know if I can bring it down to one thing, but it's important for children, I think, to be on your side. So they need to be on side because they need to be able to gain their own confidence. So I mentioned earlier about striking that balance between being a teacher and their friend. So somewhere in the middle, you know, you're not coming in to be the authoritative teacher, but at the same time, you're not going to let them get away with murder either. Finding and striking that balance. But I think my main thing is never underestimate children. Give them explanations of poses, what the benefits are, both physically and mentally. Even when I'm in preschool, um, I will tell children why the poses are good for them, um, why they should use them, create lovely sun salutations out of the best poses that they will get the most benefit from. Um, let children know they're sort of entering I, what I call a yoga zone. You know, it, it, it's a safe zone here to try poses out. Um, you know, let them sometimes create their own poses. Why do they think the pose they have created is good for them? Even if it's because it's just made them smile. Well, so make it clear that this practice of yoga that I'm sort of building into children's lives at such a young age is a they will take with them forever because they will always understand why we do those poses physically and mentally. You are an inspiring lady, Avril. I absolutely love this. It was so helpful. Thank you so much for uh, coming on board today.